The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, our second half, and we have such an interesting guest, and I know you'll love this interview. We're talking about the title of the book, The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. Our guest on the phone is Roberta Grimes. She's a business attorney, novelist, and speaker based in Austin, Austin, Texas, who's had two extraordinary experiences of light as a child. In an attempt to understand her experiences, she spent decades studying nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead and other afterlife-related evidence that enabled her to really understand who we are, what we are, how this works, and what's the meaning and purpose of our lives. And she's written her book. Uh, she wrote a book in 2010 called The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. Her, next, her second book is coming out soon, and that is The Fun of Staying in Touch, and it will document the many ways in which the dead contact us in a wonderful research that's made it easier for us to contact them. Roberta is a graduate of Smith College and Boston University School of Law. She blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Welcome, Roberta. I'm so glad to be here, Patricia. Thank you for having me. You know, it's so funny. I, a business attorney sounds like the complete, you know, polar opposite of somebody who's talking about the fun of dying. Well, um, I was, I think, called to do this work when I was eight years old, when I mm. had my first experience of life. Mm. I, if that hadn't happened, it never would have entered my mind to to wonder about death. But that made me know that there really is somewhere else seeing a flash of light, hearing a voice, you know this isn't all there is. So um, I, as I got older, never, never told anyone what had happened to me. People don't who have these extraordinary yeah. experiences. But I started to try to figure it out, and that, that's what led me to research death. So how, what kinds of evidence are there about the afterlife that are available oh, to us? There's so much. Um, most of the best communications from the dead came over very end of the 19th and first 30 years or so of the 20th centuries. Mm -hmm. At that time, there were dead people, dead scholars and scientists and researchers who were trying to make their presence known. Mm. Our problem has, for, for the past 150 years has been that science has made itself an atheistic belief system, so it won't look at any of this evidence, but they were trying very hard to get this evidence through. And those books that were written at the time by people who were researching um, the deep trance mediums, automatic writers, channels, who were bringing through this wonderful evidentiary stuff, those books are still there. You can read those books, and I've read a lot of them. 
And what's glorious about them is if you read hundreds of communications from dead people received through through channels and through deep transmediums, much, much, much more detailed than you get with with psychic mediums, they're all the same. I, I say in the what do you mean? Like, you mean like in terms of seeing the light, for well, example? No, no. in fact, that, that usually doesn't happen. I have not seen one bit of evidence of the tunnel and the light back then. I'll really? tell you why I think that's true in a minute. No, it's a, it's a very natural process. Death is. It's the easiest. But we all are all going to do it. It's the easiest possible thing you could do. But um, they're they're alike in the details that they describe. I mean, if you had a uh, a communication from someone who said, gee, everything here is pink, and you had another communication that said, no, everything here is blue, well, you know you've got a problem. But they're all talking mm. about exactly the same reality. They mm. just have different experiences in it. It's like, as I say in the book, it's like 150 years' worth of communications from people in Fiji. They all so, visited Fiji and had different experiences, but it's the same place. So give us some examples of, of things in your book, and it's pretty amazing about what it's like there. Or uh, Give us some examples. Well, when we enter, most, most of us enter uh, either by waking up in a childhood home or, or a home, the home that our spouse built for us and not, being, not believing we're dead. Because we went, we went to sleep in a hospital bed and we woke up feeling terrific, but it sure looks like a normal place until we look outside and then we realize, no, this is a beautiful, beautiful new reality. Um, or we come in right into a beautiful formal garden with, with uh, stone, uh, elegant stone buildings on one side, mountains that look like they must be 50 miles away, mm. um, beautiful foothills with trees on them. One, one fellow who died when he was nearly blind said to his family, you want to know how well I can see now? I can see so, so well. 50 miles away are these mountains and mm. beautiful foothills. I can see every leaf on every tree. So, so Roberta, here's my question to you. If yeah. this, in fact, is true, and I was here before, let's say, how come I'm not remembering what you're telling me? If you I have... died and I can talk about it, how come in my new other life, or if I come back in, if you believe in reincarnation, I come back in, how come I can't remember? Or can I? Well, there are two reasons why. Um, one is that... Your mind is much bigger than you can possibly imagine. It, scientists talk about the subconscious. I would call it more the superconscious. But maybe you're ac- accessing 15 or 20 percent of your mind right now, even if you're brilliant. Uh, you, our, our awareness is very limited. That's one reason why there's so much more of your mind that you can't access. But the other reason is we made a deal. Before we come back, in order for us to be able to take the lessons of this earth life seriously, we basically, they literally say you sign a contract saying you will not remember. Hmm. So, so very seldom. Now, it's not a perfect system, right? Some people do remember, but very, very few people do. They want you to concentrate. We're in kindergarten here. This is not even a very high level of learning. We're here to learn to love and learn to forgive as perfectly as we possibly can. And, yeah. and if we understand that our minds are eternal, which they are, you never began, you never will end. And if we understand this is only school, we won't take it seriously, right? Interesting. What about life review and judgment? Remember in those movies, I forgot the name of the movie, Meryl Streep was in it, and she had uh-huh. to go up and give her life review and judgment. What about that? There is judgment. Um, many of us go through it almost twice. But... The only judge I have ever found in decades of reading hundreds of communications that I've discovered, and everybody else who's done this work has discovered the same thing. God does not judge us. No religious figure judges us. The only judge after death is ourselves. Mm. And mm. that's tough because now, we know what we meant to do and we know what, how we screwed up. And it's right. very hard to forgive yourself after death. 
Yes, yes. And the question is, you know, with when we're doing this, when we're, how did you find this information in your research? How how did you get this information if these people are not here anymore? Because they spoke to us through deep trans mediums, people who were able to withdraw okay. from their bodies, okay. uh, and or through channels, very psychic people, um, and through uh, automatic writing, which uh, is something that a lot of more people can do than realize they can do it. But all of these were being honed to an art in the first part of the 20th century because mm. that was when we were supposed to get this information. I'm convinced of it. The quantum physicists were part of this reveal to the world of what's actually going on. But because science stonewalled it, science is nothing but an atheistic belief system at this point, um, you, you had to spend your whole life till now no, not knowing these truths. They were supposed to be revealed 100 years ago. Hmm. Now, let's look at some of the things that people talk about in terms of the afterlife, like taste and smell and touch, and what is all of that like there? We, we have our same senses, but they're, they're, di- they, they're different. In a sense, the dead tell us that what we have here for hearing and sight and taste and so on are, are, are duplicates which are imperfectly made. We hear much better there. We see much better, and our, sight, our seeing is panoramic. We can see all the way around our head because it's what's called mind sight. It's not being done with eyes. Mm. We, we do have a sense of touch that's exquisite. We have, a, we, we have all our senses there. Uh, it's just that they're mind senses, and therefore they're much purer. They don't have to... Something you're hearing, music doesn't have to go through the hammer, anvil, and pistol, those little bones right. inside your ear. It's, it's absorbed by you directly, by your mind. Can we, can the people who are dead on the other side, can they see what's happening here, you know, in life with their children and their loved ones? Can they see that? Yes. Now, how do they help their children get through that if they see something coming? And are they clairvoyant or not? Do they see something coming ahead or not? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. But they don't want to protect you from a life lesson you built into your own life. Okay. You, know, you built in that tragedy that's upcoming. So they, they want to comfort you and strengthen you through it, but they don't want to make it not happen. That's why you're here. You're here to have that experience. Hmm. So why All do the we afterlife have so levels, little awareness of the afterlife, Roberta? Um, well, it's, it's not hard to understand. All the afterlife levels are exactly where we are. There are about seven-ish afterlife levels and this level all existing in exactly the same place. But it's just like different television channels. You know, you have a whole bunch of, of signals in your room, where the room where you are right now. And if you had a TV, you could turn it on and pick one up. What, what your mind has done, just like that television, is to pick up this level of reality and, in fact, that particular body on this level of reality. And that's why you think you're in that body and what's around you is real. But it's not. It's actually all illusion, effectively. But mm. um, when you're tuned with your television to Channel 5 and, you know, that there's a Channel 7 newsman who wants to talk to that Channel 5 newsman. They're both live and on air. Um, they're very close, right, in signal, but mm. they can't talk to one another. The same is true with the dead. It's very, very difficult. That's why, in the fun of staying in touch, I talk more about how, how we are able to do it, but it's not something easily done. Even though they're mm. right here, they're on a different vibratory level. I understand. And, and it makes, yeah. you know, it, it does make sense when you think about it, but yeah. it's kind of boggling it's, it's all the like same. It's like thinking about the nanosecond, you know, or, I mean, what is that? <laughs> 
what is that? It's not even comprehensible. Right. Um, What are heaven and hell, and what can we learn about that? Is there a heaven and hell? I don't use either word because they're religious terms. Mm -hmm. Okay. There are... There's an afterlife reality which has, as I say, about seven, although they're, they're like a rainbow, they shade to one another, so it's not stripes, it's more like a rainbow. So there are a lot of sort of interim levels too. The, the better your loving faculties are developed, the higher your vibratory rate at death, and the higher the level you can get to, right up to level mm-hmm. six. But mm-hmm. level seven is the source level, it's sort of a one-way trip, I believe, to get there, nobody knows for sure. But... The, the, we usually enter right around level three, which is beautiful. That's where those mountains are with the hills and all mm-hmm. this beautiful. And it's endless, endless scenery, much bigger there than here, so it's much less crowded there than it is here. Mm-hmm. But if you don't forgive yourself, then your vibratory rate starts to slow. You can't maintain level three. You drop mm-hmm. to level two, which is sort of like a purgatory-ish level. It's still got some light, but not much. If you really can't forgive yourself, you end up on level one, which is what Jesus called the outer darkness, where there will mm-hmm. be wailing and gnashing of teeth. And he was right about that. Mm-hmm. It's cold, dark, smelly, disgusting. So it's up to us. It's totally up to it's you. It's up to you, us. It's up to it's, you. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Roberto Grimes, who's the author of The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Happens Really Next. My question to her will be, why does this matter? How can this help us on Earth? What, what, why do we need to know? What will that do to help us enhance our lives here right now on Earth? You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. We're here on Voice America, America's Voice. I'm here with Roberta Grimes, author of The Fun of Dying. Find out what really happens next. And stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We're taking a quick break, and we'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back into Patricia Raskin Positive Living, and this is the second half of our second interview today. My guest is Roberta Grimes. Her book is The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. And you can log on to funofdying.com 
And Roberta Grimes is a business attorney, novelist, and speaker based in Austin, Texas, who's had two extraordinary experiences of light as a child. And her new book is The Fun of Staying in Touch. She blogs and she answers questions at robertagrimes.com. So if you're listening and you have a question for Roberta, uh, I can give you the number to call in now, but we only have about 10 minutes, which is 866-472-5787. But if you don't get to the call, write to Roberta. She will answer you, robertagrimes.com. And I know you're looking for stories, right, Roberta? Sure. Yeah, okay. actually, the kinds of things, I, I'm, I'm very limited. I'm a one-trick, well, two-trick pony, death and the period right after death. Yeah. So, um, but anyone who has a story about communications received from loved ones, I would love to hear it. Okay. All right. Now, here's my question. The question I posed before the break is, why does this matter to us here? Why do we need to know about dying and, and communication? Why is it important? How does it help us? Well, here's the thing. If you, fear of death is the base fear. If you don't know anything about death, you're going to be afraid, and you'll be afraid of a lot of, of, a lot of things. Once you really understand what death is, how it works, and the fact that you are infinitely safe, you are perfectly safe, and your mind is eternal, it cannot be killed, and all, everybody you love is in the same boat. We're all eternal beings. When you really get that, you're no longer afraid of anything. That's the first thing it does. The second thing it does is once you know this, and, and know the truth, you realize that there's really only one of us here. Our minds are so densely connected at the level of God, at the level of the Spirit, that there's really only one of us. And when you, when you get that, it changes your view of everybody around you. You have no enemies because they're all part of God. Everybody is. And if everybody in the world understood what I know now, if everybody internalized it, there would never be another war. There would never be another mm. moment. There would never be another child who was sick and without anyone to help or starving. This is the way to raise the consciousness of the world, is to help people understand their true nature and the nature of reality. There is uh, no you, religion that teaches this. You write this in your book. You write, death is meant to be wonderful. The more we study death-related evidence, the more apparent it becomes that we are meant to enjoy our deaths and the greater life that follows them. The fun of all of it is not inadvertent. Instead, the fun seems to be designed individually for each of us as an infinitely powerful parent who would lovingly plan adventures for each child. And it seems that only our own pre-death willfulness can keep us from enjoying this experience. That's what right. right. That's right. Right. That's, yeah. Now, now, when we die, can we see what's going on? Can we see our the casket, and can we see our loved ones crying? A lot of we, people do attend their own funerals. It's um, not always done. Some people, when they die very sick, they're still in the process of overcoming, uh, you know, whatever was going on on Earth at the time. And right. some people are too emotional to, to you know, they're, they'll get too upset. But if we attend our funeral, it usually is with at least one guide there with us to be able to pull us away if we become too upset. So the reason we know that's true, and this is what I would say, and tell me if I'm right, is that I might be in a room, let's say, with a medium, a psychic medium, and I know what happened with the funeral. The psychic then tunes into the person who has passed over and asks that person through her or through him, through the medium, to describe the funeral that person who's on the other side, who has died, describes it exactly in great detail. And then the person who's living says, yes, that's correct. That's how you know this is true. Is that right? Well, well no, actually, the way I know it's true is that the early 20th century um, communicators 
hundreds of, of communications uh, from that time I've read, and they often talked about it. So uh, they, we weren't relying on, it, on re- reading anybody's mind. I mean, they would talk about it back then. Quite, They would bring it up. They would say, you know, I saw how you dressed me. That wasn't the dress I would have worn. You know, that, there actually was one woman who said that. Oh, where, um, where are you getting this from? You're getting it through the psychic medium. No, I'm getting it through deep trans mediums who were communicating with the dead 100 years ago. There are whole mm. books full of their communications that, that mm. are frankly just laying in book, book bins, mm. um, ignored. Mm. But, they, but they are the best communicators, those people back then, because de- deep trans mediums, we, we eliminate one whole part of the psychic medium cycle um, because the, the, the control speaks directly using the, the uh, deep trance mediums by vocal cords. She's in very mm-hmm. deep trance. And standing right next to this, this control is your loved one. So we eliminate this whole mind reading thing. The, the, the FIDA, which was the name of one of the more, more famous controls, is talking directly to your grandma who just died. And mm-hmm. your grandma is giving her great detail, and FIDA spouting it off into the room. It's much, right. much more chatty exactly and exactly what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the but the psychic medium process, which is really most of of what we have now, uh, is is a, a lot more difficult. Um, it's a lot more difficult for there to be detailed information brought over and specificity. Um, it's a lot more difficult. There are some very good ones, though. I don't mean to disparage them all, but mm-hmm. it's it's harder for it to be successful. Mm-hmm. How has this enhanced your life, Roberta? Personally. Oh, it's done everything for my life. I mean, you wouldn't have wanted to know me before. I wasn't even nice before. But it teaches you to be part of this glorious whole, which is all of humankind, and all, all of it is part of God. It makes you so joyful. Mm. I mean, it turns what's a tragedy, which is human life, into a comedy. You don't you can't have to fear. Die. It's not yep. possible to die. So you have much less fear than you I might no have fear. had. Before. Yes, that's what's glorious. I used to be afraid of mm. the dark. Now I could sit in the dark all night long. Doesn't matter. I have no fear of anything. Interesting. What is your message for our listeners today with this wonderful book, The Fun of Dying? Find out what really happens next. You will. You will be more happy than you can imagine when you begin to understand your true nature, the true nature of reality, and the true nature of God. When you And it's possible to know these things. And as you begin to know them, you'll be the happiest you can possibly imagine being. And, and it makes you care so much less about the things that go on here. I mean, you, don't, you care, don't care about material things. Here's a little side note. Anything you want after your death, you can have it. So you don't have to worry about getting, you know, a fancy <laughs> car here. You can have it there if you wanted it. It's... it's <laughs> The material things don't matter, but, but things of the spirit, that matters very much. Mm. How can people get your books? Well, of course, it's on Amazon, The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next, and we've made it very inexpensive in Kindle. Um, the, uh, the other place you can get it is robertagrimes.com. Uh, just come there and, and click through. I'd, I love to have people get, email me through the website because if you have questions, I mean, call, ask me. I answer emails. Uh, hmm. I also and you have a new book, a brand new book coming out. Yes, yes. Um, called the fun of staying in touch. How is that different from the fun of dying? The fun of dying is about our death process in the period right after death. The fun of staying in touch is about all the ways in which dead people send what amount to little postcards back to us after their deaths. Hmm. Uh, 
to, to, for you to be able to look for the signs, to know what to look for, makes for the, a relationship. You can keep that relationship going with your loved one if you know what the signs are. Because if we recognize the signs and say aloud, you know, thank you, Mom, or whatever, do another one, they'll keep doing these signs. So, but um, it's, the signs are different for everyone, correct, Roberta? Yeah, but there are Very individual. things they they do. Yes, they are individual. Um, but there are there are typical things that most of them will will use, like, like. coins, feathers. Um, the coins are always in the same denomination, and they're always where they shouldn't be. Um, feathers, ditto. Um, they mess with electricity. I give in the fun of staying in touch. I give some wonderful stories about each of those kinds of signs that have happened. The, elect- the electrical signs happened to me. They. Um, they give you enormous clouds of insects. My mother did that for me. They they can they can use insects very carefully, very precisely. Mm. They use small animals. They use birds. All kinds of just to give you a clue or to make you wake up. Yes. Yeah. And, and oh, all right. when you speak to them, they they keep doing it. it it's you can have a, an amazing relationship. I tell a lot of those stories in the fun of staying in touch. All right. And we're going to have to close, but this is such a wonderful interview. Roberta Grimes, author of The Fun of Dying, find out what really happens next. Log on to robertagrimes.com. Write to her. She will write you back if you have any stories or questions. And her next book, which is coming out soon, is The Fun of Staying in Touch, which will document many ways in which the dead contact us and the wonderful recent research that's making it easier for us to contact them. Roberta, it's been delightful. Oh, thank you. I've had so much fun with you. It feels like I made a new friend. Thank you. Absolutely. Stay on the line. All right, folks. This wraps up Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Write to me, Patricia, patriciaraskin.com. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.